Need a Horror Podcast. This is Nick. We're switching it up a little bit today. I am going to be steering the ship. And as always, the uh, the man with the plan, we've got Christian Hannah Horror. Christian, how you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, it's a beautiful day, and it's Sunday, and I'm not at work. So <laughs> nothing to complain yes. about, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, as with you and uh, most of our audience, I'm sure we've all had time to make our way out of the sunflower fields in uh, Harlow, Texas. And uh, we're here today to talk about the Child's Play franchise. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention those sunflower fields in Harlow, Texas, because uh, I know that's on everybody's mind. Christian, you loved Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Am I right? It's probably in my top five. At this point, I, I I think it was an even better Texas Chainsaw 3D, and I, I think it's one of the best Leatherface portrayals I've ever seen. Uh, it's so visceral, so good. I think Rob Zombie probably toasted to that kind of violence in that movie. Yes. Yeah, um, I will say, and I was texting Christian about this last night, guys, um, and anybody that saw me on social media talking about it. Don't think that I didn't like it because I did like it. I said it's definitely better than probably three or four movies in the series. So it probably is in my top five, too. Um, it, I think that's a good way to put it. That's apt. Um, a better Texas Chainsaw 3D in the sense of I think Texas Chainsaw 3D actually thought we would care about those characters. Um, and we didn't. Uh, and I think in this one, they genuinely did not care if you cared about these characters because you're rooting for Leatherface the whole time. So uh, I rooted for Leatherface in both movies. I felt like this movie had less cringy dialogue uh, and uh, it knew what it was doing with its characters. It, it was lambs to the slaughter. Uh, so I dug it too. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess maybe I had some unrealistic expectations because everybody that I look up to in the horror community, Christian Lee, Piz Owl, they were all like thumbs up. You know, you're, you're going to date. And I was like, maybe this is like, this might be like the shit. And it was good, but I was like, damn, I, maybe I set myself up a little bit too much. So a little Halloween 2018 going in there. But it's definitely better than Leatherface. It's definitely better, in my opinion, than 3D Next Probably Generation. Part 3, you know, Part 3 part Next three, year. Yeah, yeah. So it was a good time, man. I do have to say uh, I loved the uh, I loved how smart Leatherface was. Not only was he brutal, but he was smart. And I saw some people in their review saying, well, that wasn't Gunnar Hansen's Leatherface. He wasn't that smart, you know. I, I mean, come on. I, does uh, does uh, James Jude Courtney resemble Nick Castle's Michael Myers from 78? No, no. They got to modernize it somehow. So. Courtney's probably the second best Myers to me at this oh, point. It's not even I, a question. I think he might be number one for me. I don't know. I love I love Maine, though. I really do love Tyler Maine. I'm but, still a George P. Wilbur guy. I know. Still a George I know. P. Wilbur guy. That, that damn, those damn hockey pads. I don't know. But, uh the uh, one of my favorite parts of this movie, and uh, this is not really a spoiler, guys, but if you know, mute me for five seconds to hell with them, dude. It's on Netflix, there's no yeah. excuse. Go for it, Nick. Okay, one of my favorite parts of the movie was when the uh, Lila girl is going for the gun, and you can tell she has the jump on Leatherface, she's gonna get to that gun, he's too far away. So he starts that chainsaw up and slides it across the floor to slice awesome. her leg. And I was like, that was brilliant. I turned to my wife and I was like, that was awesome. Um, yeah. And I liked that um, eyebrows got her head cut off at the end. I'm sorry. I, I just couldn't stop looking at her eyebrows the whole movie. And uh, I knew there was going to be something that would like, they were not going to get out of there alive. Like, 
Right. And uh, I love the uh, the little homage dance. I love the dance he did, you know. You know, Nick, it's funny that girl, you know, you're just just to say one thing you were talking about with 3D and all that. I do think this is a better 3D, but dude, the those broads in 3D oh were God. smoking yeah. hot, you know. Yeah. This nobody, one, this nobody sister, touches the Dario. Yeah, and even even the other girl, uh, yeah. I forgot her name. She was on Malcolm in the Middle growing up. She's gorgeous. Uh, but this movie, the girls in this one, the older sister was like, I couldn't tell if she was really old or really young because she dressed like a grandma. She had a grandma haircut, <laughs> and she had yes. a grandma. She has my grandma's hair, but yeah. then she had the face of like a nine year old. I I want to know more about this human being. And this, 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 uh, she's in style um, fashion. She's got, she's in happy death day to you. Uh, she is. Of, yeah, she is. Yeah. My wife was like, cause my wife just, is, she loves looking up IMDB and seeing what other these actors have been from. And she's like, she goes, she said the same thing. She goes, Christian, she looks like a grandma, <laughs> but she's like, yeah. like nine years old at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, overall it's look, if you're going to this movie for, carnage candy and one of the better leather face portrayals and are you okay with walking away with rooting for the killer then you're gonna like the movie because that's what this movie does for you right um there's also a post-credit sting of him walking back to his house that i Very thought cool. was just fantastic uh so really hope they do get to make a continuation of this i really do i know the director david blue garcia has said he wants to and he has an idea of where it would go um, and I also, I mean, kudos to this guy because you and I talked about this multiple First times, time director. never heard a word about him. The cinematography was great. I thought the movie looked great. I mean, whether yeah. it's the storms at night and the night sky that he did a really good job shooting the sky, the sunflower field is, is lit at night and in the daytime and shot very well. And I actually thought, correct me if I'm wrong. But I thought there was some suspense, believe it or not. I genuinely thought when that girl is in the front of the sheriff's van and you're waiting for Leatherface to show up, yeah. I thought that was kind of suspenseful. Like, I don't know. So, 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 so devil's advocate, before we move on real quick, like, let me ask you, because I, I hear your thoughts and I, 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 I think you've got credit to your complaints about it. Do you think if we would have had more remake 2003 style characters, you would probably be like this, this movie's damn near perfect. It could be. Is that what you wanted? It could have been the best Texas Chainsaw Massacre in my opinion. And, and and I understand that. I really, I do. It's not, it's not to knock it because again, like you were telling me last night, (laughs) this is very in the vein of those 80 style slashers. Like you mentioned the burning and stuff like that, that you genuinely aren't supposed to give a shit about these characters. But I guess I'm so used to, especially with the reboot trend, um, you know, I love the characters in Scream Five. I love, I, I like a lot of the characters in Halloween Kills. You know, right. they, they, these movies have made you like these characters with these slasher revivals. So I right. guess I was expecting the same thing. It's not to the detriment of the movie because the movie intentionally puts it out there. Don't give a shit about them because they're going to die and you're not going to care about it. So I guess <laughs> it's just personal preference for right. me. You know, yeah, this, just, movie, this, this movie is an effects real portfolio for whoever. Would, yes. Because it was practical and digital. So the, the movie is basically like, hey, here's my resume. Yes. I, one of my favorite moments in the movie was the dude getting his head bashed in with the hammer. Uh, I thought that Jesus was Christ. great. Yes. <laughs> and I, I loved the snapping of the wrist and then using his bone to stab him in the throat. I thought that was disgusting. 
I got I got a couple questions about this. Uh, Sally Hardesty, which the whole thing was just so silly, and I almost wonder if David's in the in in Fade because he was he created the story. If their approach was let's kind of turn this legacy character thing on its head and make it so stupid that she's a horrible character. Maybe not. Maybe so. I think probably maybe so. But people are asking me why did she not shoot him when she walked in there and had the gun pointed at him. And the only thing I could think of to justify it was it reminded me of a scene in Street Fighter, the movie with General Bison, where Chun-Li looks at him and says, you know, I, I've waited years to find you and fight you when you when you came through my father's village and you stole all their crops, killed all the people, held everybody hostage. And he looked at her and he says, you know, the, the, the worst day of your life for me. Well, for me, that was just Tuesday. And I kind of equated that same thing there where she's looking at Leatherface saying, Say my name. Say my name. He doesn't even know who she is because for him, that was Tuesday. That's the what I equated it to. (laughs) Not that it's it's a dramatic good scene, but that's my only kind of expression I can give it to why she didn't shoot. She was just so dumbfounded. I've waited all this time to kill this son of a bitch. He doesn't even know me. That's what I thought. That's exactly how I took it. And I think that it was directed that way intentionally that David uh, Garcia intentionally shows close ups of her face at, Mm -hmm. you know, the realization that this guy really does not care. Like, you know, I was seeing the memes going around from Avengers Endgame. I, I've never seen the movie, but the memes of uh, someone says to Thanos, like, you took everything from me. And Thanos says, I don't even know who you are. And that's exactly what that kind of moment was. And he just gets up and walks away. He's like, dude, what? Like, I, I go away. Like, I don't, I'm not, you're not my concern. And her whole life, I guess, she's wanted that moment. And she thought it would mean so much more. And it didn't mean shit. Mm-hmm. And again, I absolutely love that she got gutted. Um, I love it. He but threw I, her like eight feet. <laughs> yes. But I will say it did kind of piss me off that she was still alive shooting him on the ground. I'm like, you're dead. You are dead. Like, Jeez. no. Yeah. <laughs> Most unnecessary inclusion of a character ever. Um, I mean, it yeah. doesn't ruin the movie or anything, but it's like every scene she's in, you're like, yeah. And we had our complaints with 2018. and And even then it's like, this is, shit compared to 20 in 2018 like i don't need this at all yeah i I don't know i i i I was telling you last night dude i am going to double feature this and halloween kills sometime this week because halloween kills is so much more of like a prestige goofy slasher film like i'm really seeing that side of it now uh i i still don't know i think you 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 tell me because you're the Halloween guy and I respect that. You know more than me. You said that David Gordon Green has talked about it and said, guys, no, I was making a big budget slasher film. That's what he said. The, on, the only person associated with Halloween Kills that ever tried to make it seem like Halloween Kills was deeper than it is was Jamie Lee Curtis. And that is because <laughs> – and, and we all know Jamie Lee. She's very outspoken. She's very opinionated. So – She's not going to make a movie and admit, oh, dude, we just wanted to kill a bunch of people and have it look cool. No, she's going to always try to find a message. She even did, look, go back to the special features of Resurrection. And she has an interview where she's trying to talk about the meaning of her character in Resurrection. <laughs> she's, she's full of shit. OK, yeah, no. David Gordon Green said a dozen times, Danny McBride, Ryan Turek, they all said, dude, this is Michael's movie. We just made a big bombastic movie that's basically like bordering on an action movie where you're going to get a ton of kills. They're going to be gross. And you're going to walk away from this movie like WTF. Right. And like, 
that's exactly what I got. So when I got that movie, so many people were looking for the depth that Halloween 2018 tried to reach emotional depth and stuff. And it's just not there with kills because it was never supposed to be there. You'll get that again in Halloween ends. So if that's your thing, you'll get that again in Halloween ends. But Halloween kills was the middle movie where it was just like, Michael, do your thing, cuz like that. (laughs) That's what it was. Yeah. And I'm seeing that now and I'm uh, I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time and I am enjoying this phase of horror a lot. So, you know, well, we'll see where we go. We'll see where the reboot trend takes us next. But ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about the Chuck Charles Lee Ray. And we're going to start it off. But real quick, let me get let me give you the rundown. So familiar. If you're familiar with these, you know that when we do these franchise discussions we talk about our first memories we're going to talk about our overall thoughts on the movie today and we're going to give it a rating out of 10 to keep it in tradition we're going to only allow 110 but then to mix it up at the very end after we cover all the movies we are going to have to pick a movie in this franchise that we want to throw away forever oh shit and if there was one movie in this series which is, and we have to pick, sorry, you no longer exist. But we'll get there when we get to the end. So similar format, twist ending. We're, we're pulling an M. Night Shyamalan. So 1988, Child's Play. We get Brad Dourif as Charles Lee Ray, the serial killer. You know, you get your prologue with, um, or is that epilogue? What's the beginning? Epilogue or prologue? I think it's prologue. It's prologue. Get your prologue. <laughs> He's running. Eddie That's kind of like who and yeah. whom. I don't know the difference yes. between yeah. epilogue and prologue. Yeah, <laughs> I just use them. <laughs> hope nobody notices if I use it wrong. Yes. Um, and uh, he's running from Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon <laughs> shoots him dead in the toy store. He transfers his soul through the power of the mighty Dumbala into a good guy doll. You know, Alex Vincent, Andy Barkley gets the doll for his birthday. Havoc ensues. People start dying. And uh, yeah, Chucky's a doll that's demonically possessed. And that's where we are. So Christian, what's your first memory of 1988's Child's Play? Oh, man. This is one of my absolute first horror memories ever. This and The Fly are probably my two first horror memories ever. But this one was a VHS rip that my grandma rip. What am I saying? That's, that's, you know, fancy talk. She basically bought them. She got the movie from Blockbuster double vhs and she she what do you call it when you play the vhs in one and then you record it in the other one yep. she did that so she could bring the tape back and never have to rent it again dude uh she raised me on child's play uh, that was probably one of my first coherent memory horror movies uh maybe right after it because i think it was the number one that i ever saw but dude chucky scared the piss out of me and it was always the first movie I don't know that my grandma ever watched a lot of the sequels, but she was obsessed with that first movie and we would watch it religiously and I would want to watch it all the time because a way of coping with it was to continuously watch it because it would make me realize this is Chucky's in the TV. He's not in the room with me. Right. So I would watch it so much all the time. Um, Excuse me. I'm lying to you. I'm not lying to you. It wasn't it wasn't a blockbuster tape. I remember now. She recorded off a TV. That's why she allowed us to watch it because they cut out the the swear words and stuff like that. And I remember that little USA logo, the old school USA logo with like the lettering and then the half flag off of the A. Yep. That's what it was. So we watched it on that all the time. 
all the time and it terrified me. One of my it's one of my favorite movies is the original original child's play. So, yeah, that's when it. I that again, same with you. This is one of my first horror <laughs> memories. And uh, it was a movie that my mom was a teenager in the 70s. So she saw Halloween in theaters, Texas Chainsaw Massacre like the, that was her bread and butter. But by the time the 80s rolled around, obviously, she's in her 20s. She's not as big into it, but she liked child's play. She thought it was stupid, but in a fun way, I guess. And uh, so we watched it. And believe it or not, Child's Play is pretty tame. Uh, the first one is, at least. You know, when you go back and watch it, there's not – it's really just – I mean, Chucky's got some bad words. Um, but there's there's not a ton of gore and over-the-top violence. So it wasn't a movie that she sheltered us from. And uh, I remember that as a little kid, I don't think I had seen anything as scary as when Andy's mom is screaming at Chucky. And he just comes to life and just starts going absolutely manic crazy. I scared it scared the crap out of me because the movie does a really good job of like not showing you Chucky um, for like the first hour or so. It's like you think it's Chucky, but the movie does. This could be Andy. Maybe it is Andy. You know, maybe he's making all of this up. And part of you still isn't sure when she's screaming at the doll. And when he just comes alive and he doesn't just come alive. I mean, you know what he's saying to her. He's, you, I mean, it's, it's pretty gnarly. It scared the crap out of me. And then mm. the, I, the image of him being burned in the fireplace with his head still talking uh, that, that charred shit face. Yeah. That burned in my memory forever. Um, <clears throat> now. So yeah, uh, very similar to you out of 10. What would you give it? Ten. You got to rate it. Oh, t- this, this is your 10. I go back and forth with one and two all the time. Sorry if I jumped the gun, but no, you're good. All the time I go back with one and two as which one's the 10. The reason I, I go with number one is this one, even though it's, it's I, it, you know, gun to the head, it's a slasher film for sure. But the thing I love about this first movie is it's got that lovely Tom Holland feel to it. Tom Holland knows how to do this beautifully brisk jog speed of his movies and just make every scene interesting. He's one of my favorite directors. And I think that people don't give enough credit to the finale of this movie because of how good part two's finale is. Yes. Uh, I will not deny that part two has one of the greatest endings I've ever seen, but go back and watch part one. When you see the shot of Andy on his, on his hind and his arms behind him and Chucky is scarred to nothing and that blue eye and he's got the knife with him. It is shocking. It is so terrifying. That sequence is so good. I think it gets a little lost in there because of how I think that ending is a 9.5 while tens at two sending is an absolute 10, but I would give part two's movie a 9.5 while the first movie is a 10. So bigger chunk of a 10. So uh, I think that the first movie is the best right now. Uh, I go back and forth, but today on this day, part one is my absolute 10. It's one of the greatest movies from the decade. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's really hard to argue with that because, you know, that's how I felt for years with this movie. Um, I'm going to go ahead and since we can only give one, I'm going to give this a nine point five. It and that's not me nitpicking. It's just I'm following the rules. I can only give one ten. I got to give my ten to another one. But this movie is it's a. I wouldn't touch anything about it. I wouldn't change anything about it. The only complaint I think anybody ever has with this movie is at times it seems that Alex Vincent 
as a young child is overacting. Duh, duh. He was like five years old. I mean, there's only so much you can expect. I, I don't watch that movie nowadays and go like, oh my God, Alex Vincent's really taking me out of this. No, I mean, I have a two-year-old and if I asked him to, you know, lead a major motion picture in two years, I don't know if he'd be able to do that. So, you know, no, no hate there for Alex Vincent whatsoever. And, you know, so this movie, I, it was, it was a hit in pop culture. People couldn't stop talking about the killer doll. So 1990 rolls around and we got to have a sequel. And, uh, the sequel I've, I've always loved the poster for this sequel, you know, with Chucky, with the, uh, the, the Jack in the box in the Jack in the box. Yeah. I just think it's yeah. so over the top and, and goofy. Um, and, uh, basically, you know, quick synopsis of this movie andy is you know his mom basically went crazy or at least they think she did because she's talking about a killer doll so uh andy's in foster care moves in with a new family that happened to have a good guy doll and obviously this kid has ptsd over that we get uh his uh his now foster sister kyle and uh, she's absolutely awesome i mean i mm. love their dynamic their relationship is so cool yeah um and the difference with this movie is you get a lot more Chucky doing Chucky things. They, they don't try to play with the idea anymore that it might not be Chucky because we know it's Chucky. So this movie really leans into the Chucky. Get some great one-liners. How's it hanging, Phil? Um, so much about this movie. And then you talked about the climax. Christian, what's your first memory of this movie? And how'd you feel, you know, at least to your knowledge, when you first saw it? Uh, right before I get to that, what's interesting is the research that I've looked into online about this was the swap to Universal. And the, the notion was that, from what I understand, was that MGM really felt the pressures from, uh, I know that it wasn't exactly Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, outrage because of Killer Santa, but like something about some toy manufacturer that made some dolls were upset because the doll resembled some kind of actual real doll in stores. And I'm sure that hampered sales uh, and some MGM felt the pressure and they, they basically were like, we're not interested in making another one. And then the guy that was in charge of the vice president of universal or something was a massive horror fan. So he got the rights to do phantasm two in 1988. Uh, he picked up child's play was, which was the best decision anybody could have made. Just, so that was a, a very interesting swing of events during this time. But Child's Play 2, my first memory was actually watching this one on television, maybe a, th a few years later on TV. And uh, for a long time, I thought I was going psycho because I was like, when people would talk to me about the ending, and I was like, what did you think about the shot of the that contraption at the end opening up and seeing that doll face again? Yes. And they were like, huh? I was like, yeah. It's not on the DVD. And I remember renting the movie from Blockbuster around my high school years. And I was like, it's not there. What's going on? And then I realized that it was just on TV. That that clip is on YouTube. People can see it. And I love that ending. If uh, everybody wants Scream Factory to do a scream, like a, a release of Child's Play 2 and 3, because they kind of got some deals with Universal and have done a lot of their films. And people want like the ultimate television cut of part two and stuff. But part two is the always creeped me up more growing up because dude that the the makeup design and the facial structures of Chucky is so sinister. Uh this is the perfect you know there are a few movies where I think that are perfect slash slasher sequels. I would say 
Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, if you want to call that a slasher film, whatever. It's one of their best sequels ever. Uh, it's it's one of the only movies that actually matches the intensity of what I think the movie should be in my head. And Child's Play 2 is certainly one of them as well. And Phantasm 2, oddly enough. But this movie, dude, this movie is like a haunted dollhouse movie come to life. I mean, everything about it, the soundtrack, which is just as good as the first one. Oh, yeah. But it's so creepy. The house that Andy goes to with his family and that the whole house looks like a dollhouse, the bright blue colors and stuff. And yep. Oh, the humor is so good. Uh, one of my my fa- one of my favorite characters is the guy who owns the company, the good guy company. What should we do with the doll? Stick it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> that guy and hit part. I can't wait till we get to part three because I, I, I will get there. I got because I got so much like good complaints about the making of part three but part two holy shit man i mean so good and again the ending of part two mortified me as a kid i mean that's hell if if i died and i if i didn't if there's a heaven or hell and if i didn't meet the requirements to go to the better place my nightmare is waking up in that factory (laughs) you're in that damn toy factory (laughs) i mean literally holy shit man uh, part two is probably one of the greatest slasher movie sequels ever. It's it's a masterpiece, dude. And I want to give it a 10 so bad. I could almost change my mind now. But again, I love part one yeah. so much. I think it's such and I love big city movies. I'm, I'm a big fan of New York and Manhattan area and just Chicago. I love city, big city movies. That's why I even like Poltergeist three for that reason. But uh to part two juggernaut dude and the makeup effects i think chucky either here or part three probably looked his best i would probably say part two he looked yeah. his absolute best and the the, the lines are <laughs> insane so yeah just terrified me as a kid terrified me yeah and and it's pretty similar i, I watched this movie not long after <laughs> i saw the first movie so it, it wasn't like i was separated for very long before i saw it and I remember actually thinking, like, there's no way. Because, I mean, growing up as a kid, you always think about that conventional wisdom that you hear from your parents, which is that sequels are never better than the original. Like, my mom always instilled that in my head. She loved Halloween, too. But, no, nothing's better than the original. I'm watching this movie. I'm like, this, I think this is better. Like, I don't know. And I remember telling my mom that. She's like, oh, no, the second one's stupid. I'm like, whatever. You know. <laughs> mom not, hates she, every sequel. I know. She likes Halloween and Halloween too, but she saw Halloween three in theaters as well. And after that she was burned. So she stopped watching them. Um, wonder why, but, um, so I love this movie. I think that they leaned into the right aspects of the, the, the first movie. And then, you know, took steps away from the first movie in the sense of like, you need to lean into Chucky more. Don't make this a mystery. They did that because we are, we already saw that. If you do it again, the audience is going to feel cheated. We know it's the killer doll. Show me the killer doll. And by doing that, they give you a lot more personality to Chucky. And I and I loved that about it. Um, the whole ending sequence is just gnarly. I mean, him putting the knife in his bloody stump is just awesome. I mean, he is so damn mean. Like it gets to a point where you re- you're actually thinking like. Is he even going to end up transferring his soul into this kid, or is he just like, no, you're just going to die? Like, I don't. You pissed me off so much. I just want to kill this little kid. Like, there's so much about this ending that is just awesome. I love when Andy is trying to crawl up that conveyor belt, and Chucky's right behind him, and you, there's some suspense there. You're like, he's going to get his ass. Like, oh, that's good. There's, there's a lot about this movie I love, um, and I just imagine 
you know, as uh, being Andy Barkley and, and not nobody believing you and having to go through that as a kid, that would just, that would suck so bad. Um, but this is my 10 in the child's play franchise. It's my favorite. Um, and it's, it's that ending. It's also, uh, you know, Kyle and Andy's relationship. I think that she's probably the best supporting character this franchise has ever had aside Mm. from Tiffany. Um, I, I really just think that she knocks it out of the park. And, um, the only complaint I have about this movie, I wish Chris Sarandon didn't die in the first one. Cause I would have loved to see him come back and knowing being the only other person that believes Andy about Chucky after having seen the doll. And I just love Chris Sarandon too. So like, you know, that would have been great, but you know, it, whatever that's, but what is your rating? Cause we didn't get your rating. I guess I guess I, if if you're willing to do the the, the actual decimal points too, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean honestly, nine point seven, nine point eight, nine point nine, any anywhere up in that region, it's so close, and I'm willing to accept the fact that most people would pick two over one. I just think one is still so good, and the ending of part one gets lost in the shuffle because of how good quite frankly the first three are i just still think one is so dramatic but this one is the best there's no doubt part two's ending is the best uh i'll say 9.7 or 9.8 it's just right right there however close you can get to 10 without breaking the rules i I get it i get it yeah um well then this this tees us up well because christian was talking about these stories for child's play three this movie was a success critically and commercially so they fast-tracked a sequel i mean fast-tracked it and uh mgm talking about pissing money away uh you were scared after the first one that you know people weren't gonna want to see this so you didn't want to invest in it well now there's a burdening franchise coming and uh child's play 3 comes out in 1991 i believe less than a calendar year from child's play 2 and this movie was a shitstorm behind the scenes Christian, why don't you tee us up with some of the behind the scenes stories from Child's Play 3? Well, you actually may know more than me, uh, so you could pick up where I leave off. I just know that from the start, uh, the gentleman who who wrote the, the, the he's in charge of everything now. Uh, what's his name? Mancini. Uh, Mancini. Don was wanting to make basically Cult of Chucky at this point, and he was wanting to make a movie with multiple Chucky dolls, which I still don't agree with. Um, but that got thrown to the wayside. Uh, I, 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 I don't know much else besides that, besides the fact that a lot of people involved with the movie were, were pretty unhappy with what was going on. Uh, not wanting to use Andy again, probably because of how fast they wanted to get the movie out. Using a kid was probably tough. So I don't know. You probably know more than me on on some of the drama, quite frankly. I just know that Mancini was nuts, from, even from back in the day with his story writing for this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. It, it. it goes a little bit deeper just in the sense that Mancini didn't want to fast track it as fast as they did, but universal wanted a sequel that quickly. So Mancini felt like he was put in a box. Okay. I got to write a story. And his original treatment was the multiple Chucky doll idea. And basically all the higher ups and the big wigs were like, nah, that's not going to fly. No people, people aren't going to go for that. So he felt forced to write a treatment that he didn't feel necessarily passionate about. Um, And I feel like in this movie at times you can feel it. I think that this is a good movie and it's a fun movie, but there are times that seem, uh, it seems a little um, 
kind of just put there to be there because the studio wanted this movie out ASAP. There are definitely moments where it's like, there's not much levity to this, but there are some great scenes as well. That ending in the fun house is absolutely awesome. Um, But yeah, that was basically it. And then also there was an issue behind the scenes of getting the money that he wanted for it. They couldn't get the budget that he wanted. And obviously he wanted a bigger budget initially because of the multi multiple Chucky dolls and whatnot, all those practical effects, those costs money money. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he wanted more money. They didn't give him the budget he wanted. And we ended up getting the child's play three that we got. But Christian, take me back to, I don't know if it was 1991 when you saw it, when it came out, I'm sure it was the nineties. What did you think when you first saw this movie? Loved it so much. Uh, I, I, I am a sucker. As a kid, let, let's be honest. As a kid, it it was a masterpiece. I mean, are, are you kidding me? Yeah. As a kid, you you don't know how to how to evaluate stuff that you see from the experience of watching multiple horror films and noticing. Uh, you get get that keen eye for oh, this was rushed or oh, this this was not thought out as well as it could have been, like part two or oh, this you know. As a kid, it was a masterpiece. I mean, and it was terrifying. Um, I, as a kid, I actually really enjoyed, uh, the little, the, 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 the new Andy, the, the, the little black kid. I love, I still love him. Yeah, His Tyler. name is uh, Tyler. Tyler is just as cheesy and great as Andy in the first one to me. Uh, I thought you guys only said three sentences, <laughs> you know, great little sound bites from him. I think that this movie is in the vein of a good slasher sequel. Um, you know, Chuck, these Chucky movies, they reminded me a lot like uh, the Elm Streets. I mean, it's all about seeing the killer on screen. Everybody loved seeing Freddy and what the hell he was going to say before he did something. And it's really the same. Chucky was kind of like the new Freddy, you know, and, uh, you know, part three, no exception. I actually think that there's beautiful, beautiful humor in here. Horror movie humor that uh, I could not get enough of. But it's funny as a kid, the barber terrified me. Yes, uh, he's actually he's all he's 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 the father of Christy and uh, Hellraiser, uh, same actor. And just sitting at the lunch tables where everybody's eating breakfast, and he's going over everybody's hair and going, "Wednesday, <laughs> yeah, I want to see you after lunch." You know, like <laughs> you know that terrified me because like I I have as a kid I was very fearful of authority. I had strict. Fair, good, great parents, but strict parents, and I had to do what they told me to do. And I went to Catholic school, so I was used to nuns, very strict. They'd beat your ass with a ruler. God knows I've got my ass spanked by them. Uh, rest in peace, Sister Flaviana, if you're listening. Uh, but, you know, as a kid, it's so funny how you see things differently when you get older. Now, it's probably the most funny of all of them to me. I think it's hysterical. Uh, and I love the intense moments with uh lieutenant colonel shelton i i think that is such a great i adore villainous supporting characters in horror movies so much i love bad news cruise i love uh you know the, the dad and curse of michael myers and i love lieutenant colonel shelton i adore when we actually get some real bastards in this movies too it's like our our main character has got enough to deal with but they also got this asshole to deal with brilliant so honestly for a rushed movie i actually think it's pretty damn good all things considered and i didn't mind that andy was not alex vincent in this one i think it was fine 
Yeah, I think the kid that got to play Andy in this one did look enough like Alex Vincent older that it did not take me out of it at all. Um, I agree with pretty much everything you said. The, the one thing about this movie that always sticks out to me is Chucky's playfulness is at an all-time high, whether it's changing the blanks or the, the paintballs into real bullets. Um, I thought that that was just evil. And um, laugh while he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I love, uh, and it's unintentionally funny, but the scene where he's in the dump truck and he's like, help me, mister. And the driver's like, oh, kid, hold on. Like, it doesn't sound like a kid, but it's just so funny. Um, and, you know, there's just so much about it that that is just like, whether it's intentionally funny or unintentionally funny, it is just so fun. And then it ends in that, you know, haunted house, fun house. That is just that vision of Chucky um you know at the end there when he falls into the fan and everything i mean it's just there's oh. so much it's so great it's so great and i that's think that's where the budget that, went <laughs> yes and uh i really just think that this movie i loved it as a kid in my teenage years i got more critical of it and i think i was comparing it too much to one and two and that was why uh and then now as an adult i can say like this movie's damn fun i mean it's so it's very fun it's it it handles chucky the right way and I mean, you get the dude for you get spits from Halloween five in here. He's one of he's like uh, Lieutenant Colonel Shelton's like right hand man. Um, yeah. And I'd never seen that guy in anything else. I'm yeah. just now putting that together for the first time. Yep. Matthew Holy Walker. Shit. Yep. That's spits. Um, so I just was like, wow, that, that that's crazy. I didn't know he, this guy did anything else. Um, there's just and I and I love I can't even remember her name for the life of me. Uh the the one that ends up befriending Andy, uh, the the Henri chick that like gives Shelton a hard time. I love her, like she's great. Kyle, I, right? I, I, Not Kyle. No, Kyle's part two. Uh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, someone will let us know in in the comments. But she, I, I, she's great. I love. She's her. A, you asshole, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. My rating for this movie, I'm going to go a 7.5. You know, I, I think that this movie is above average. And I think that the the fun that this movie has, it, it's just so rewatchable for that. It's not really, there's not really much suspense anymore. It's more just Chucky doing Chucky shit. Um, and, uh, but I love it. it. It's a fun movie. Before I get there, I, I remembered a few things I wanted to mention. Uh, the thing I love about this movie so much is I feel like, Don Mancini literally had to finish this script in, like in the next hour, and he was probably just like looking over everything and be like, "Okay, this is good enough. Fuck it, this is good enough." the The worst, best dialogue I've ever heard in a movie ever. First of all, the opening of Child's Play Three is really cool too, right? Yes. The factory yeah. and stuff. I forgot to mention that the best worst dialogue I have ever heard in my entire life is when they're doing the the PowerPoint presentation about the dolls and everything that happened with Andy and the same guy from part two, the stick it up your ass, that guy, his speech is the worst, greatest speech ever. The dialogue is so repetitive. I feel like uh, Don Mancini literally just didn't know what to say. So he repeated the shit on paper and said, just read it dramatic. So when the guy's like, look guys, the bottom line is the bottom line. (laughs) What does that mean? And then he goes, what's the other thing? He's like, he says something like, what are kids after all, except consumer trainees? That was a good line. But that the other one was the hardest thing about this business is that it is a business. (laughs) What? 
that is the best worst dialogue. He delivers oh. it so good. He's also one of my favorite characters ever. The owner of the of the of the Child's Play Corporation. Yeah, awesome. And he got his ass kicked in there. But my favorite kill in Child's Play Three is the heart attack when Chucky the guy the the, the guy drops on top of the, the table and Chucky's like. You gotta be fucking kidding me! Yeah, brilliant, so funny, and I'm almost wondering if it was they had a kill set up for him, and it was either time or the effect that they were gonna use wasn't functioning, and they thought on the fly, what could we do? What if he has a heart attack at the sight of Chucky? I think that's brilliant. I think yeah. that is such a funny, awesome scene. So love it. Um, uh, but my rating, uh, I, I guess I'd go seven. Seven. I think that's really fair. Cons- all things considered, and uh, what a great rental. This is a perfect, like, this is the, the rental Child's Play movie from the video store. I mean, this movie would play so good on a big CRT TV on VHS. Oh, yeah. You know, it's one of those entries, so nothing but love for Child's Play 3. People, yeah. Some people love that. Some people are like, oh, that's the best one. I'm like, I know. Well, I don't know if yeah. it's a I, don't, I think that's that's debatable to say it's the best one, but in terms of sheer fun, I mean, there's no denying that. But Yeah, and it's got the highest body count up to this point, so that's also a part of it, I think, that people are like, well, you know, it's just balls of the wall. You know, yeah. at this point, Chucky at his best. So, you know, it, Child's Play 3 came out, and it wasn't incredibly well-received um, all across the board, so we went seven years without anything. And then, you know, we're in the late 90s now, guys. And you guys know what came with the late 90s. I know what you did last summer, Scream, Halloween H2O, Urban Legend. We're right in the middle of that. Mm. Child's Play's got to come back, right? Well, how do we rebrand Child's Play to make it fit with this, you know, grunge rock era? Um, I mean, I wouldn't even call it grunge anymore. That was the early 90s. So let's just say the uh, Creed Rock era. Um, Well, let's... Let's give him a, a wife and uh, let's let's up the body count and let's, you know, let, let's go for broke with this next one. So we get Bride of Chucky in 1998. And let me tell you something. When I was a kid, this was my favorite child's play movie. Like, absolutely. Um, as years have gone on, it's I definitely see its issues. Uh, absolutely. I, I love the movie. I think it is so freaking fun um there's things i could do without i I don't need the the doll sex scene that's you know kind of kind of weird um but dude i mean whether it's the soundtrack is great the soundtrack is great i love uh, seeing chucky uh rock out to thunder kiss 65 um i love the hellraiser reference with all the nails in the face i i love when the dude sees him crawling after he puts the the thing in the gas can and lights it on fire and the dude oh, looks man. at him and he just flicks him off. Uh, Bride of Chucky, man. They they definitely modernized it. They went more comedy. They went more balls to the wall. Christian, what do you what do you think? Do you remember when you saw this? I didn't see the movie on its initial release, but I vividly remember sitting in my grandma's kitchen and she used to have a little TV on, in her bar area in the kitchen and the little, we had two stools and every time I was at her house, I would sit at the stool and the little TV would be right here. And I would watch, you know, USA, watch movies or TCM movies all the time. And I remember seeing the commercials for Bride of Chucky. And as a kid, I was petrified because, it, again, when you're a kid, nothing's funny. 
all horror movies are such are scary right so i just remember being petrified like oh my god he's back now he's he's definitely gonna come and try to kill me now but i didn't see the movie um i was just too young i mean i was a little little kid i mean i was probably eight or nine at the time this is 1998 maybe i was seven even uh but you know years later i would see the movie uh maybe 2004 and I hated it so much as a kid when I first ended up seeing it as a kid when I was probably 13, 14, hated it because I was like, this is not my Chucky. I don't know what this is. I'm not interested in this. I do not like scarred face Chucky. And I wouldn't watch it again for a number of years. And uh, I would just start coming around to it. And now as more time goes on, I enjoy that era of horror movies and I enjoy writing that line of humor and horror and not crossing it, but getting really close to it. In a lot of ways, I think this is uh, tonally, with the exception of a few over-the-top things, tonally like a better Freddy's Dead, like that level of horror and comedy. You know, I think that that did a really good job of that. And uh, um, I really like it now. Probably, well, I'll give you my rating when we get done, but it was a very slow burn. Took me a long time to really fall in love with Bride of Chucky. Now I, I think it's the last cl great classic, classic child's play film. Enough time's gone by for it to be vintage, you know? Yeah, I, I feel that way too. And, and really, Bride of Chucky is what really skyrocketed Chucky into pop culture. Um, this movie was really when you started to, you know, notice Chucky. More people knew Chucky. Um, because this was a very modern take on the character and, and they were really leaning into what was popular and horror at that time. I liked the inclusion of Tiffany. Um, obviously, we didn't have that backstory in the first three movies. That's not really a retcon because we didn't know his life before he died, really. So, you know, you can add whatever you want. Um, like you, I did love it. Um, but I, I went through a weird phase with this movie, like Child's Play 3. Um I loved it. I hated it. I really enjoy it now. Um, I, I feel like I, I don't know what it was in my teenage years, man. I became so critical and such a dick about certain movies that are so fun. Um, but you know, we all now, go through that phase, man. I, I've gone through that too. And then I started saying, why am I shitting on this movie that I've said I've loved for a long time? You know what? Let me stop being influenced by people that i'm not saying yeah. you were but i certainly was i was like why am oh, i no. being influenced by pe these people i was definitely under pressure you know with the people's opinions online when you're a teenager you know you yeah. don't want to be the outlier um i think that all changed for me with rob zombies halloween too i think that's <laughs> when i find yeah i really do think that that'll was do the it moment, yeah where i was like i don't care if you guys like this or not i love this right. um but for me you know bride of chucky i think it does a lot right I do think that out of the three we've talked about thus far, it is the weakest of the first four movies, but it's still strong enough. So I'm going to go with a seven. Um, I'm going to go with the seven as a rating. I feel like, you know, average, maybe a hair above average is fair for this movie. Where, where are you landing here? <clears throat> I'd have to stick with a seven too. I think I gave part three a seven as well. I think I yeah. got to stick with a seven too, because there are, are some things that really work and i think in this movie the humor's fun and i actually think that the makeup was the best scar makeup we'd seen i think uh 
Kevin Yeager was still on board here. Yep. And yep. Uh, I think I think that the look of Chucky was fantastic. The next movie, when Tony Carter takes over, uh, it, he looked way too shiny and and plasticky. But this movie really got a great blend of that flesh, that flesh tone in it. And um, you know, whenever you go to this this style of movie, when you when you go all the way, but really don't cross a certain line. It's only going to be downhill from there, but I think yeah. they did a good job where we're at. So I, I'll stick with the seven. I think I actually rate this one. I think I actually rank, excuse me, rank this one above part three uh, because I, uh, when I rewatched it, I said to myself, yeah, I think there's a little more there. So I, I, I'd give it, a, I'd give it the same rating, but I'd still stack it over part three just a little bit. It's yeah. close, but I like Bride. I think Bride's aged well, and I think it's become this cult film that has its own not even child's play but they're a bride of chucky fans and i i see it so so i'm stick with seven stick with seven really good yeah fast forward to 2004 horror is really starting to get into the remake and reboot trend this is when it really started but don mancini stuck to his guns he didn't care he said nope no i'm gonna keep this linear story with my chucky I'm going to make a sequel to Bride of Chucky. We're going to go, uh, how do you put it? Uh, we're going to get weird, I guess. And uh, we get Seed of Chucky. I'll be honest with you. When I first saw this movie, I did not like it at all. I thought that it was way over the top. I thought it was stupid. I thought that I didn't even know what I was watching anymore. It, it didn't feel like Chucky. It didn't feel right. Um as the years have gone on, I can find mild enjoyment in some of the parts of this movie, but I still feel like it's just not a strong movie. Like all around, I really think it's my least favorite. Um, Christian, tell me, tell me about Seed of Chucky and your experience with this movie. Yeah, you know, the, the problem with Seed of Chucky for me was I disliked it in a way that it makes me not ever want to watch it. So it's really, I got to really make myself revisit it. I think it's a film that's in its own category. <laughs> and that's something to be, uh, that's something to commend. Because, uh, you know, what other movie can you watch and say, oh, this reminds me of Seed of Chucky with what they're doing. I, I can't think of much. No. <laughs> it's super weird, man. Uh I, I I appreciate this is Don Mancini's. I, I I from what I've heard him talk about, this is almost like his coming out movie. The movie really explores themes of gender identity and things like that with Glenn Glenda, which that character is really big in that community. That's so cool. That is really cool. Um, and there's a there's there's a fan base for this movie because of those elements, and that's really awesome. It's 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 not a movie almost. It's just like a bunch of randomness and super meta-ness that I'm just like, this is th- that line of movie and entertainment that Bride of Chucky had. Seed goes so far over it that I can't get there. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I, some of the things I think of when I think about this movie are not things you should think of when you think about a child's play movie. A Britney Spears lookalike. Oops, I did it again. Uh, John Waters watching Chucky masturbate. Um, there's just a lot about the movie that is just like, I feel like Don Mancini literally came into this movie. Like, I don't give a shit. I, and, and it showed like, he was just like, 
I just want to have fun. It doesn't toe the line well enough. Like you said, Bride towed the line really well. This did not toe the line at all. I feel like there was no limit to, there was nobody reeling in Mancini, um, you know, for better or worse. I know some people like this movie. If you guys like this movie, that is, that's totally fine. Uh, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here. And this may seem harsh, but I'm going to go with a two. I mean, I'm really going to go with a two. I think that it is just borderline not watchable. And it, that's sad. That's sad to say because there was a lot of potential, I think, after Bride of Chucky to make a crazy bombastic movie that was fun. I just don't think they nail it here. I really don't. So going with a two, what about you, Christian? One or two. I mean, I like I said, it's it's bad in the way to me that, and again, I understand there is a fan base for it, but I'm just not in that camp because it's it's not a it's I don't think of Seed of Chucky as an actual movie. I think of it as just Don Mancini just pouring his heart into a his life into a movie almost, and that's awesome. But look, I'm I'm trying to watch a movie about that killer doll I grew up loving. So I, I got to go one or two just for the fact that it makes me not want to, when I see it, the last time I remember watching, watching it like legit, I was just like, I don't want to watch this. I have no enjoyment out of this. This is way too, this isn't a movie. This is barely a movie. I wouldn't even call it a movie besides the fact that there's credits and end credits, but everything in the middle, it's, uh, I mean, Lloyd Kaufman from Troma would probably be like, we, we could structure this a little bit better here. Lloyd yeah. would probably say that it's, it's just, I don't know. I mean, this is so far out there. They're looking down to see space. That's how far out there they are. You know, it should have yep. just brought Chucky to space. So I uh, can't get on board with Seed, man. It's uh, pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so um, we apologize if we offended anybody's <clears throat> love for this movie. Uh, you know, we no, all we got don't. opinions. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We don't. It sucks. Um Anyway, it takes nine years for Chucky to uh, grace the silver screen, and it wasn't even the silver screen. It was the small screen because after Seed of Chucky, nobody wanted to touch Don Mancini and Child's Play with a 10-foot pole, and and rightfully so because they felt like it just went off the deep end. It wasn't going to be profitable. And we get Curse of Chucky straight to video on demand. And I got to tell you, man, I had low expectations going into this movie. I rented it the day it came out on video on demand, watched it on my laptop. And I was like, oh my God, I wish that would have played in theaters. Uh, I'll get into my thoughts after Christian gives his piece on when he first saw Curse. So Christian, first saw Curse, what'd you think? Uh, blown away. I, I was like, holy shit, this is this is this is he's back. This is Chucky. This is everything I wanted. I wasn't jaded enough yet to uh, have low expectations at this point. I think I just oh, I still kind of thought, you know, granted, I, I wasn't really big into reviewing movies even yet on my channel. I got all I did was just talk about like posters and toys and stuff and, and just buying DVDs. So I didn't really review stuff to get us a sense of what typically happened when movies came out, good movies, bad movies and stuff like that. So my, my jadedness, my unjadedness was just like, I was still so very innocent. I was like that new Chucky movie is going to be so amazing. I can't wait to see it. And I was so ignorant. I didn't even realize yet. Like Tuesday was movie day 
And all of a sudden, one day I, I was at work and people were like, it's here. The, tra- the Child's Play movie came out. So I got off work and I was like, oh, my God, today's the day. Went to Walmart, bought the DVD of it. Went to my girlfriend's house that night after work, now my now wife, and we watched it. And I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I am such a Curse of Chucky fan. I think it is one of the best uh, reboot. What do you call it? Seed of Chucky? Just a sequel? Yeah, Seed would be a sequel. But Curse, oh, no, I, Curse is a sequel, but it kind of cuts all the fat off after you know of the past two movies you don't get mention of tiffany you don't get mention of any of that it's really a sequel to part three um so i would say it is a sequel it's a requel it's a reboot sequel it's a requel i mean they certainly they certainly you certainly see chucky get scarred up and everything in the end and i thought you see tiffany for just a split second at the end like she gets out of the car or something uh it's a post-credit scene post-credit scene so yeah but it was everything was timed so well and i thought it was a true return to form of part one and that it was extremely suspenseful so i was so happy with with uh curse i thought holy crap Don Mancini did it. I didn't think he was going to do it. I thought the movie was going to come out. I don't know if somebody pulled the reins on him again because Mancini, he always has good intentions. He starts out really good, but then by the next movie he does, it's so far out there, and it's just like somebody reel him in. I mean, thank God Tom Holland and his team came in for that first movie because that Blood Buddies movie would have been probably pretty ridiculous. I mean, yes. he he needs help. Mancini's a good writer. He wrote for, I think, Hannibal, the TV show. And uh, I haven't watched this TV series yet just because I I'm, I burnt myself out on Chucky right when the show came out, rewatching all the movies from uh, Rankin. And I'm going to watch it. God, I know it's coming out on Blu-ray. So I mean, since I'm a physical media guy, I'll probably get season one. And I'll watch it. Everybody tells me to watch it. I'm sure it's great. Watch season two will get wacky, though. You know how Don is. But if somebody reeled him in, awesome. But uh, this movie is really good. I think Curse is really good. Loved it. I think this is the best Child's Play movie since Child's Play 2. Um, I think the only complaint I have about this movie is the way the doll looks up until that the prosthetics come off and you see the scars. I didn't care for the hair. I didn't care for the facial structure. It looks a little weird, but I get it in the context of the story, You know, trying to cover up how Chucky actually looks. I, I completely get it. The movie's mean. Um, the movie is very similar to the first movie where you don't really get Chucky in all of his glory till like the third act. It's, it's more of a, a kind of a mystery again, um, kind of suspenseful again, the scene when they're eating dinner and you're trying to find out who ate the rat poison. Uh, I thought was uh, just brilliant. I thought that was a brilliant scene. Yeah. Nail biter. I was, Oh, oh yeah. Nail biter. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that Mancini, I think he intentionally, what I think happens is when he has a hit, he gets overconfident and then allows himself to go off the rails when he mm-hmm. knows he has to rein it in because people aren't really buying into what he sold recently. He reins it in a little bit. And that's what Curse was. Um, and we'll get to Colt. Um, but Curse ended up being a hit. It actually, I think it, I know it uh, was rented a ton on VOD. Uh, I think the movie made like $20 million in physical media sales when it came out. It was something like that. I mean, it was, it was a hit. It's a big deal. Yeah. And uh, so then 
We'll get to the next one, but my rating for curse. I mean, I'm, I'm serious here. I'm going nine. I'm going nine. I really think that this is the third best child's play movie. And I think I'll die on that hill. Do you know if this movie, I remember seeing prank show stuff all, all the time overseas and like, uh, for the promotion of this movie, I remember seeing at, 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 in, in like, uh, Finland and, and places overseas in Europe and stuff like that. Like people sitting at these bus stations and you know how they, they wall art in those bus station shelters where you sit down, like there was child's there's curse of Chucky posters. Did this movie get some, some theatrical runs overseas? I want to think it did, uh, limited. Yes. But, um, I actually think it even played in some theaters in LA if I'm being honest with you. Um, So maybe, but if it did, it was incredibly limited because like I said, you know, the behind the scenes of this movie was the distributors were not going to give Don Mancini really much of a leash at all. It was like, we'll give you the bare minimum you want to make this movie. Uh, We're not going to wide release this. We're not going to even really market it. I mean, this movie was hardly marketed. I found out from this movie because of Bloody Disgusting. Because Bloody mm-hmm. Disgusting does a great job letting the horror community know about projects coming out. They didn't have faith in Mancini or this project. So I really think this was just kind of like, hey, if it sucks, maybe people just forget about it. Because no one knew it was coming out anyway. Um, I So I get the decision making in hindsight. But um, it was a hit, man. It was a hit. And it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, and uh, Fiona had to win me over pretty quick, but thankfully within, I don't know, the end of her first scene, I was like, oh, she can act. Yes. Thank God. You know, because you know how it is when you see the the, the, the offspring of one of the, the the famous actors from the movie yeah, being in yep. the film. You always, you know. Um, I'll go eight and a half. I think it's so so good the reason i would go eight and a half is because i still would have reigned in a little bit of the sequel-esque stuff you saw in the latter reel of the film yes tiffany yeah i just i would have reeled that back i would have almost split the difference between this movie and bringing the second half of the stuff throughout the next movie but again i think don just goes don it's like he wants to build a house in a day with his movies. He's like, we yep. can do all this in an hour and a half. We can do this. And 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 uh, it's like that, that movie was such a return to form and made Chucky this sinister, creepy, and suspenseful. Because to me, the Child's Play films should be so suspenseful, so suspenseful, and like the first one was and the second one. The second one was really suspenseful too, despite Chucky being – we already know he's alive and well, but – and this one did it. So I'll go eight and a half, but I, I have to back it off just a hair because I still feel we went a shred too far in the latter part of the film. Yep. And that's where we'll pick up to tee us off on the next one. Uh, you know, curse comes out. People like it. Four years go by. Mancini has a bigger budget, uh, gets a little bit more marketing behind the movie, but it's still, it premieres on Netflix. If I, if I remember correctly, it premiered on Netflix and we get cult of Chucky. Um, a movie that is maddening maddening because there is so much fun to be had in this movie, whether it be kills, whether it be gore, whether it be one liners, 
And there is so much to absolutely hate about this movie, whether it be rewriting of rules with Chucky just being able to split up into a hundred dolls, whether it be forcing Alex Vincent down our throats again, uh, Tiffany again, not knowing if it's Tiffany or if it's Jennifer Tilly and, you know, all this confusing crap. Um, it's, it's certainly an experience. Christian, your first time watching Cult of Chucky. What'd you think? This is the God's honest truth. So when I was aware of Cult of Chucky, I was very excited about it coming out. And I remember when the movie came out, I couldn't find this. I bought it years later. But when the movie came out, you could either buy the movie or you can get the new set with all the movies. And I couldn't find the Blu-ray version of this. They had the DVD version. So I bought the DVD version because I'm so ridiculous. And I couldn't just buy Cult of Chucky by itself because I already had all the movies. So years later, I had to get the set just because I wanted it. But I bought the DVD box set version so I could watch Cult of Chucky. And honestly, I was probably lying to myself big time because I was so happy to see another Child's Play movie that I was I reviewed it. And I was like, I really liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was funny. I thought this and this. And um, as time went on, I was like, okay, honeymoon over what's the deal with this movie? And I'm just like, dude, the multiple doll thing. I just think it's way, it's too much. Like I'm from new Orleans. I was raised in voodoo culture, but I was never brought up to believe it's real. But at the same time, if you can possess something, you're human. You have a soul, a soul, right? You can invade somebody else, one person, but to do multiple then it to me it discredits everything from before. It gets even everything. better, Christian, because he's not just splitting himself into a bunch of dolls. He's also going into people too. So there's pieces yeah. of Chucky everywhere. And Mancini's thought process is, well, I've been trying to do this from the beginning, and everybody stopped him until now. And uh, now you see why they stopped him. Yeah, I just uh, I loved the movie when I first saw it. But it was probably just, you know, he's back. This is so cool. And, um, you know, it's weird. Like, I don't think I, I've, I, I met Alex Vincent at a con and he, I talked to him. And so what was it like going back to the movies? And he was like, he was very honest. He goes, I don't want to be in movies anymore. This is my girlfriend. I met his girlfriend. He's like, we just want to do our thing. But Don always hounds me to be in these movies. And so I do what I can for him. I don't know if he's in the TV show. You you would know. He is. And I just know that, dude, Alex was awesome. He loves his fans. But he has no desire. For, at the time, this was 2016, 17. Yep. No, it was 2018. Excuse me. That was the last. 2018 or 19 was the convention I went to. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. One of those. Because Cult had already been out for a while. And he was just told me, he's like, you know, we got the TV thing, and he's not excited about it. I remember he was like, hey, we're doing this TV thing. Don's working on that. I think it's going to be on Showtime. That was what he initially had told me. But he's like, you know, I'm going to help him out and do it, but act. I don't want to be an actor. I just want to I want to have a family. And I think that shows in his acting, quite yeah. frankly. He does not I, seem I, to want to be there. I've seen worse, but at the same time, um, it's weird. Uh I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a lot going on, and 
a lot of it is just way too far out there. It's it's, it's as if Jason could just start body hopping. Excuse me, never mind that that happened. <laughs> um, but at least Jason body hopped one person at a time, for God's sakes. Yes. Uh, so. Look, man, I, I agree. I had the same reaction as you. I was waiting for this to drop on Netflix because, and I told myself I loved it. I watched it. I was like, that was so fun. That was so fun. And then I watched it with my brother. And he was like, dude, that sucked. And I was like, no, it didn't. Really? Yeah. And then I watched it a couple more times. I'm like, wow, this isn't very good. <laughs> um, and there's some weird subplots in here, like, you know, the the sexual predator therapist, um, the inclusion of Alex Vincent just is totally unnecessary. It doesn't add anything to the story. Um, it's probably fan service. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But I'm sure Alex was even probably like, why, like what, why am I in this? But there's just a lot about it that just isn't good. But I will say this, unlike seed of Chucky, there are some genuinely funny moments and really cool kills and you still have Fiona leading the thing. And I think she's a really good actress. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and give this one a five. I'm going to go ahead and say this is right down the middle. Just eh. like it's not awful. It's not Seed of Chucky bad. But it's not fun like Child's Play 3 or Bride. So I'm going to go five. Yeah, five, five and a half. Take your pick, honestly. I, I enjoyed the mental hospital setting. I enjoyed the, the glass ceiling thing. Yes. Um, Don knows how to make a pretty good, pretty, pretty film, like a pretty looking film. But, uh, you know, I remember after seeing that movie and after really just coming to the realization of the problems, I was telling myself, here we go. He's gone so far out there again. Where the hell do you go from there? Oh, yep. a TV show. Excuse. It's <laughs> almost like he's been trying to just make TV seasons in one movie. It's just but here's the yeah. thing with that, Christian, and you'll see it when you watch the show. And guys, we're not going to cover the show in this because Christian hasn't seen it. But as he said earlier, but the first half of the TV show is very grounded and very like old school child's play. And then the second half is let's bring in a bunch of Chucky dolls and Alex Vincent and Kyle and all these people. And it's just like, Mancini, dude, calm down. It's like he he just can't help himself. He cannot help himself. Has, has Glenn or Glenda shown up yet? No, but they're teased. Oh, just, and he's talked about that for a long time. He's bringing yep. back Glenn. So it'll be in season two. I, I know it will be. Um, I'm gonna watch it. I just, I just got so burnt out, man. I just was just. You'll like, like the first half of the season. After you get to like episode four or five, you're gonna be like, "Wow, this is really fun!" Like, "Wow, this is really fun!" And then the last two episodes, you'll be like, "Not bad, but man, it's kind of losing me." And it, it loses you quick. It really uh, does. It, that's what I figured. Yep. But that's where we are with Colt. And now the last, the last, the end of the Child's Play franchise theatrically as of this moment. MGM announces they're remaking Child's Play in 2018, and they're bringing Lars Klebberg, I believe his name was, to direct the movie. And everyone's like, who? Um, and then everyone also is like, um, why? Isn't Child's Play still alive and well? Doesn't Dan Don Mancini still own the rights? Yes and no. Uh, David Kirshner and MGM own the rights to Child's Play, the title Child's Play. So MGM was allowed to remake this. And much to Don Mancini's chagrin. And believe me, he and the cast did not keep quiet about how much 
they hated that this movie got remade, mm-hmm. which I always felt was a bad look. But regardless, <clears throat> um, so this movie, you know, you get Mark Hamillish, Chucky. We're going a more AI route. We're not going voodoo. We're not going possession. Uh, Gabriel Bateman as Andy Barkley, Aubrey Plaza, who is magnificent, love Aubrey Plaza, as Andy's mom. And we're getting a modern take with some new twists on Chucky. So Child's Play 2019, Christian, walk me through it. Uh, Walk me through the emotions and the uh, reaction. The emotions were interesting. Um, I'm sure it's well documented on my channel, but looking back, I was probably in a state of like anxiety what the hell do we do what's going on what do we expect because i had no idea what the hell to expect until we started seeing some images and i'm so conflicted on the look of this doll i'll get there but uh when aubrey plaza got put on uh, i'm a massive fan of her i think she's just eccentric and weird and so anti-hollywood and i was like cool um I, I really wasn't too worried about who was voicing Chucky, but to say that that wasn't a, a stir on, on, on the interwebs would have been a lie, and everybody was so ready to hate whoever it was. And then it was Mark Hamill. Everybody shut up real quick because yep. it's like you can't hate Mark Hamill. And he is a great voice actor. I think a lot of people know that, but in case you did know, I mean, the guy has done – he was the Joker, I think, for the Batman show or something. Yep. And he's he's very skilled in that art. Um, he's also been in a lot of great cheesy horror movies. Like he actually Body voiced Bags. he voiced Chucky on an episode of Robot Chicken. Robot in Chicken, mid two thousands. Yeah. So Mark's done a, Mark's done a lot of low budget fun stuff. Like check out him in Sleepwalkers, Body Bags of John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. He's been in a lot of really cool horror movies. Uh, you get to see his ass in body bags, but <laughs> so people were excited when he got signed on and I was just like, cool, you know, I, I'm a Mark Hamill fan. I'm not a big Star Wars guy or anything, but I like Mark because a lot of the horror movies he's been in and he's a cool guy. Um, I love the fact that he went on an apology tour for that Star Wars movie he doesn't he was in that he didn't like. I mean, that was really weird. Why? I mean, dude, don't you think somebody in the, from the production company would have been like, Mark, can you please not do this? But <laughs> Yeah, uh, we could get, we, we won't get into that because I love that Star Wars movie. And I felt yeah. like he only did that because of fan pressure because uh, so many fanboys were upset about it. But yeah, Mark, Mark's resume speaks for itself. It absolutely yeah. does. He's a bad son of a bitch. Anyway, uh, so anxiety and fear turn into excitement when I started saying, OK, they're doing, you know, this is what the buddy doll it's called a buddy doll it's got this going on it's going to be technology based okay makes perfect sense everything seemed to be making sense so went to the theater with the wife and um i i enjoyed it uh, i just remember leaving the theater saying okay that, that that was pretty good that was pretty good i i i see it as a horror comedy i i enjoyed I enjoy the humor. I would have liked it to be a little bit more edgier. I think MGM was kind of safe with the humor and not a little bit more racy and, you know, kind of sexual and dirty the way the old movies were. And just, it was good though. Um, I think the remake is good. It's good. Uh, And I really don't have anything negative besides the fact that even though the doll looks 
it, the doll is a practical effects doll, but for some reason, it still looks CGI with its facial design and stuff. It's weird. Uh, but other than that, I actually thought the cast was pretty good. I like the neighbors, the, the the cop and the and the grandma or the mom, his mom. They're staying with. They were funny. Thought Andy was good. Aubrey was really cool. Aubrey was Aubrey in the movie. Yes. Uh, I think the remake is good. I think it's good. So yep. I'm happy with it. Uh, there's there's really no better way to put it. I think that this is one of those remakes that justifies its existence. And what I mean by that is it did enough different things that you didn't go, well, I've seen that before. I didn't need to see that again. No, we had a different take on Chucky. Um, and they really leaned into, I felt like for the first time ever, there was a genuine bond between Andy and Chucky. And it's almost kind of tragic because uh, Chucky just wants to do whatever he thinks will make Andy happy so they can be, you know, best friends forever. And uh, he doesn't understand being AI that he's doing something wrong. Um, and, you know, they, there's a scene where he plays the sound of the cat being murdered while Andy is in bed. And it is it's scary. Like it's you're hearing the cat sounds as Andy's just laying there and Chucky's in the corner smiling. And it's just like um, that's unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it, it justifies its existence, man. I, I think that it was it was brought enough into the modern world with enough uh, flair from the creative team behind it. Uh, I only the only real complaint I have about the movie is the design of the doll. I never got behind the design, um, and I did not care for Andy's group of friends. I thought that they were pretty piss poor actors, and they added nothing to the movie at all. But I think that Andy and Chucky's bond drives this movie. I think the kills are awesome. I mean, the way Shane dies with that like tiller, whatever the hell that thing is in the front yard with the Christmas lights. Um, it's great. And it's just, it's great. Um, the finale in the store where everything comes alive and just killing everybody left and right. Uh, it, it's awesome. It, it's really fun. This is a, it's very fast paced too. This movie doesn't take a lot of time introducing you to shit that you don't really care about. You know, this is about a killer doll. So let's just get into the killer doll because um, we've seen seven child's play movies up to this point. So this is a movie I'd love to still see a sequel to. I know that it made good enough money, but I think that the backlash from people like Mancini and some of the hardcore fans are the reason why MGM has not moved forward with any kind of continuation of this movie. Um, for child's play 2019, I, I want to say 7.58 right in that range. I think that it is the fourth best Child's Play movie to me. To me, it's Child's Play 2, Child's Play, Curse of Chucky, and Child's Play 2019 as my top four. And I think that's where I'm going to land with it. What about you? I Yeah, um, I, I'd probably go... Uh, I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven. Uh, again, I think it's good. The only thing that sucks is I wouldn't mind more. Uh, I thought some of those designs on the other dolls were cool, the buddy dolls, and that that's something we could ex- you could explore. I really appreciated the roots to the first movie with the single mom, yes, modest living, doing their best kind of thing. I always enjoyed that relationship. But yeah, I mean, MGM's they're done. It's just like, where's my t-shirts? Where's my merchandise? Uh, where's anything Child's Play remake related? There's virtually nothing. It's the movie came out and that's about it. The only thing that was cool was uh, the movie came out under the Orion label, which is really cool yes. to see that. And I appreciated that. Uh, it was cool. We got to see uh, 
Texas Chainsaw 2 on the TV screen yeah. in yep. the movie. You know, I, I think I think at the end of the day, MGM made smart changes and didn't leverage too far in the other directions to be that different and say, well, we, we still want to have, a, like, again, the, the mom, the single mom kind of thing. I think they kept a lot of the stuff the same that was rooting to the first movie and they changed things that they needed to. They basically modernized the movie. Like, I mean, if I, if you were going to, if you were going to tell me, let's remake Chucky, what are you doing? It's got to be a technology doll. I mean, that's first thing that pops into mind. So, you know, I like it. I like it. I'll give it a seven. Yeah. You know, so that's the child's play franchise as we know it today, guys. Um, There's more hits than misses. I think that overall, the franchise as a whole is known for what it should be known for. Uh, A wisecracking serial killer doll that uh, (laughs) kills people in a lot of fun ways. And most of these movies you watch and you just have a good time. Uh, It's not going to scare you like some movies will. But it's gonna you're gonna have a great 90 minutes with most of these movies. And I think that that's all you can really ask for. The fact that a killer doll series has lasted eight movies and has a TV show is quite impressive when you think about it. <laughs> because I remember even as a kid, I thought to myself, I could take on a killer doll. It's a doll. If they keep it going somehow, some way. Um, can't keep a good guy down. And um yeah, I, I guess with another franchise, this might have been harder. But as I said at the top, and I think Christian and I are both going to go the same direction here, uh, one of these has to go. One of these has to go entirely. And um, it's going to be Cedar Chucky for me. Yeah. I, I tell you what, man, I was, I've been thinking about this. I'm going to let Seed of Chucky stay and I want to get rid of Cult of Chucky because wow. I want to I want to change the trajectory of the series. I'm not a fan of TV shows. I don't have no. time. I would have preferred a good follow up to Cult. So I want to get rid because I want I want to get rid of Cult of Chucky and do a movie that's much more reeled back in and keep the movie go, series going as movies. I would have much rather that. So for that reason, I'll let's even though I, I, I would watch cult overseed, I'll let seed stay because I want to change the trajectory of what happens after curse. So I would get rid of cult and start over and reel it back in big time. That makes sense. I mean, I can't argue with that logic. The cult of Chucky is really what put the franchise on the path that it's on now. And I guess right. just to mix things up a little bit as well, let me ask you, I think I know your answer to this, but given the two choices, what would you rather have? Um, this original linear story continuing, whether, you know, it's, you know, like on it right now, it's a TV show or would you rather have a sequel to child's play 2019? Sequel to child's play 2019, because again, I thought you can expand that world and have all those other dolls that came to life too, and do something really, really crazy. Like Chucky could have like this army. That could, you know, it was really cool. I love the ending of that movie because it got a little over the top in a good way. So I'd probably take a remake or a sequel. I would too. Um, like you said, it's just hard, man. When there's eight, nine episodes and they're an hour long and you're asking me once a week to sit down for an hour and watch the same continued story. It's it's hard. I, I Give me a 90 minute movie. 
Um, tell me the story you got to tell me there. Don't string me along for two months. Uh, I just, mm. you know, I mean, like, you know, working full time, having a family, you know, it's, it's hard to dedicate that amount of time to one show. Um, right. so yeah, I would go the same way. I think that a sequel to 2019 would be the best route to go at this point. And that's where I'd like to see them go. It won't happen. We know that, although we do know that. Amazon purchased MGM and there's been murmurings that people are saying Amazon is going to try to delve back into killer clowns from outer space and delve back into child's play. Some of these properties that have big cult followings that they now own and they believe me, Jeff Bezos has the money to, to, to make <laughs> some follow-ups. So um, maybe, you know, down the road we will get something like that. But um, I think overall this is, I think this is a top tier franchise. It's definitely top 10 for me just because of how fun it is and how iconic Chucky is as a character. And the fact that he's voiced by Brad Dourif only helps. Um, would you say this is a top 10 horror franchise all around for you? Yeah, it's interesting in that this franchise has no black sheep that I'm like, dude, I'm I love that one. Like Halloween's black sheep or nightmares black sheep or texas chainsaws black sheep or you know every there's all those and series they have one movie that's so weird that i love it next gen uh, i guess freddy's revenge although it, i don't know i don't know if it's a black sheep anymore or even halloween 3 quite frankly but it was but this series there's only movies that i just think are bad and everything else is good slash pretty good slash great so that's the interesting thing about child's play to me there's no black sheep that i can latch on to and say i love how different that one is i just dislike all the i dislike some and i enjoy 75 80 percent of the rest so probably so i think uh pound for pound the the one two three punch of one child's play one two and three probably rivals i don't know the majority of these other yeah. yeah Yeah. So it's a great trilogy. I mean, it is. And I, like you said, I think that the, uh, the quality of these movies, there's enough quality films to justify this being a top 10 horror franchise to me. Um, so, you know, with, with that being said, guys, that's child's play. Uh, you know, we did a poll. This is what you guys wanted. Uh, don't think I didn't notice that the second choice very close behind was a physical media wish list of 2022. So maybe that is something we'll have to get into because where did this see, poll happen? I missed this. It was on my community page. Um, almost two, almost 200 votes and child's play one, but only by a couple percentage points. See, this is bullshit because I use the bell. I'm a YouTuber. I tell people, oh, man, I didn't know you uploaded. Hit the fucking bell, right? I tell yeah. people that I've, I, the bell is hit on your channel, and I never got this notification. This is bullshit. I, did, you, did you see my poll for the uh, part fives face-off? I did see that, and yeah. I instantly voted for uh, Dream Child. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Halloween 5 did not win. Uh, <laughs> a new beginning one. Of course. But, uh, yeah. Hey, Dream Child got number two, baby. I did yeah. vote for Dream Child. Yeah. So, uh, again, you know, th this this is what you guys wanted. It sounds like you also want to see us talk about physical media wish list. And believe me, Christian and I have talks a lot off camera about what we want to see come out. 
And I think that that would be a really cool show. And I feel like the format of that show might be best suited for a live chat as well, because then you guys can chime in with ideas about your physical media wish list as well. So whatever direction you guys want to go next, obviously, I believe, Christian, if I'm not mistaken, next week is going to be TCM part two. Right. Hopefully, if I can manage to get Piz situated, if 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 not, if he's busy and we have to just do something else, uh, we need to go. We it's been a while since we've done a live episode, so that would be a good idea too. Uh, either way, we'll get it. We'll get it squared away. I want to say really quick. First off, Nick, you were awesome. It was so nice to be able to take the back seat, and I'm gonna make you do this more often, quite frankly. <laughs> and, and you steer the ship. You did awesome. I'm sure everybody's gonna agree. I hope so. You were oh, it was second nature. Uh, but what I was going to say was I want to thank everybody for the Apple podcast support. And Nick has told me, he goes, a lot of people use it. And it's not that I didn't believe Nick. I was just like, I'll get to it. I didn't know how to really figure it out. Then it was so easy that I was thinking too hard. If you search horror podcast now, I did this a few days ago and I was scrolling till we got to our name. But you guys have supported us so well on Apple podcast. Now, if you search horror podcast, we are within the top 20 that you'll see now. We, we catapulted up so high. That is amazing. So thank you guys for the love on Apple Podcasts. So it's been so great seeing the support uh, for the street, for the actual audio versions of the episodes. Qu- quite frankly, it's remarkable. You guys weren't bullshitting. You were like, you need to put these on the apps. And here we are. So it's been awesome. Yeah, coming this June will be we're we're fast approaching one year of doing this podcast you know we don't do these these episodes are are awesome i mean we you know we never really ever have fewer than a thousand views on every single one on the video side of it we're adding now on the audio side of it you guys have been super interactive you've been just great sports and 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 a really great audience and it continues to grow and uh you know that that is a sign of doing something right So, you know, again, I just want to echo what Christian said and we, and we thank you guys for that because we love to talk horror and we would talk horror without an audience, but it would just be us like talking to each other. So it's nice to have so many people interested in what we have to say about, you know, this stuff, It, it makes it all worth it. So thank you for the support, share the podcast on, on social media with your friends, anyone I know podcasts are like. They are all the rage right now. So I'm sure you got people in your life that could look for a new horror podcast to listen to and uh, tell them to look no further than the you need a horror podcast. Um, but again, it's been, it's been a great, we'll have to do something big for, for a year of the podcast, uh, you oh, know, wow. a few months away. We'll, we'll think of that. That'll probably, I'm sure that'll be a big deal of an episode and uh, yeah, but uh, I know it's crazy. It's, it's flown by. It's been so fun. It's, I never anticipated it. And, you know, uh, all, all the credit goes to to Christian and, and all all the appreciation and thanks for asking me to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, I just I love doing this. This is this is great. And uh, I want to keep doing it. And as long as you guys keep listening, we'll keep doing it. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Nick. And you guys tell us what you want uh, and we're going to give it to you. So it's a two way street. Yes, street. Absolutely. So let us know down in the comments section below, guys, what you might like to see for future episodes. Um, Support us on our channels. Obviously, this is on Christian's channel. So if you're not subscribed to Christian Hannah Horror already and you found this by just search results, well, go ahead and subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. 
Follow us on Instagram as well. You can find me at the Lost River Drive-In. You can find Christian at Christian Hannah Hoare uh, on Twitter, uh, I believe, at CHH. And um, check out my channel at the Lost River Drive-In here on YouTube. If you're listening on the audio side, please, please give us a rating. Give us a five-star rating. You know, it helps uh, whichever audio side you're listening to. Give us a give us a rating. Uh, share us with your friends. And uh, this was a great episode. I always love talking about Chucky. And uh, Christian, thanks for allowing me to steer the ship today. I hope I didn't uh, I didn't crash it into an iceberg. And uh, I hope I hope you were happy with the results. Oh, it was so fun to be able to just sit here and respond. It was awesome. I'm going to make you do this a lot more. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I am game. I'm hey, game. really quick. I, I, I guess I could ask you this offline, but fuck it. What is a down? What does it mean when you get a download? Because people were like, I'll help people say, how many downloads do you get on the podcast platforms? What is that? Is there a difference between a play? Yes. Like, what is so? That so people can subscribe to your podcast, or they can subscribe to the channel itself, uh-huh. uh, just like on YouTube. They can just play the episodes uh, in passing, or they can physically download the entire episode onto their library which basically means that this might be something they listen to multiple times. So if they're downloading it, they're putting it on their phone the same way they would with the song that they purchased mm. that is now on their phone. Uh, if they're subscribing to the channel, well, then they're, they're not necessarily downloading, but they're someone that wants to be kept up to date with new episodes. So that's really the difference. I mean, downloads, I feel like are overrated because with a podcast, do you really need to listen more than once unless it was like a super memorable episode? Um, but, you know, regardless, uh, whatever you guys do, whether you download, subscribe or just hit play on them, it's awesome either way. We we appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't I never knew what that meant. So it's very literal. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very literal. But. You know, that's going to do it, guys. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching. Again, thank you, Christian. Uh, And uh, this is Nick and Christian with the You Need a Horror Podcast. And uh, until next time. This has been a production of the You Need a Horror Podcast. You need it, we got it. Thank you for listening.